three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great week so far. This is, I'm pretty sure, my <laughs> my last new review before uh, heading out on break here. I've got a review for The Atom Project, which is currently the number one film on Netflix, which is directed by Sean Levy. And I got to take a second to kind of talk about Sean Levy because it seems like Ryan Reynolds has kind of found his guy that he'll probably be working with uh, moving forward. I mean, between The Atom Project and uh, Free Guy, which is one of the biggest hits of Reynolds' career. And the fact that Sean Levy just got uh, hired, what, two days ago to direct Deadpool 3 officially for Marvel. Um yeah, uh, him and Reynolds are going to be working together quite a bit. And you know we're getting a free guy, too, which, like, come on. Like, you know that's coming. <laughs> but uh, Sean Levy's going through his filmography. It's really fascinating because when you think about where this guy started, I mean, from doing, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, from being, like, an executive producer of stuff like Unsolved Mysteries more recently, uh, Shadow and Bone, which is another Netflix uh, property. Uh, he's a producer on Stranger Things. That show's done kind of well. But I remember him back from doing Big Fat Liar with uh, Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes and Paul Giamatti, which is a surprisingly good movie. Uh, you know, he directed the Super by the Dozen remake back in 03. Um directed that horrendous Pink Panther remake with uh, Beyonce and Steve Martin. But then he goes on to Night at the Museum, which does well. Uh, goes in and produces and directs Night at the Museum 2, which also does well. But then he does Date Night, which, while not a huge hit, did pretty well. Gets re- uh, gets real steel. Uh, the movie with, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Kate Beckinsale and, uh, and uh, Hugh Jackman um, moves on to doing uh, This Is Where I Leave You, does that third night at the museum, was a producer on Arrival, which is one of the best sci-fi films in the last 15 years, um, uh, produced that movie Kin that just came out with uh, Zoe Kravitz, which I still need to review, a uh, really good movie, by the way. But his rise, though, I mean, give the dude credit, like, you know, nothing, not everything in his filmography is a banger but he's been a, he's been better he he's has more hits than he has misses and to see him elevate himself like that that's that's how you hustle that's how you get to projects like this which while i don't think this film will you know crack my top 10 this is something i got way more out of than i thought i was going to uh, the film is also written by uh, Jonathan uh, Troper, which is uh, his really kind of one of his first big roles. He uh, or a uh, big uh, projects as far as film. He was an executive producer and wrote and directed on that uh, uh, Cinemax show Banshee, which is actually a lot of fucking fun. And he's an executive producer and writes for uh, C, the uh, Jason Momoa 
uh, Apple TV show, which is actually pretty damn good. Um, but he was one of the writers. Uh, T.S. Uh, Nolan uh, has a very not good filmography. Did the Maze Runner movies and Pacific Rim, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, which eek. Uh, but then we get the Jennifer Flackett and uh, Mark Levin, who are co-creators on uh, on a little Netflix show called Big Mouth, which is done pretty fucking well. And yeah, um, the pedigree behind this film, Ryan Reynolds, I could talk about Ryan Reynolds all day. I mean, he's so dreamy. But I mean, you look at Deadpool, you look at Buried, which I feel like not enough people have seen Buried. Uh, you should see Buried if you haven't. Uh, Adventureland, um, Red Notice, you don't need to watch Red Notice. Um, but The Croods, uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, Hitman's Wife Bodyguard. Uh, Reynolds is, the du- is that dude. The Voices, another movie not enough people have seen. Um, but he goes ahead and stars as Adam from the future. The movie straight uh, takes off or takes place initially in 2050 and Reynolds goes ahead and uh, time travels back to 2022 which we find out is actually a bit more complicated than we first initially realized and something that I really like about this movie is it's always kind of a gamble when you when you cast kid actors because especially first-time kid actors because the kids can just be annoying or not up to the uh, the level of you know the adult actors that they're in scenes with and it can be jarring you know I always think about that first that first Harry Potter where it's like okay these are all clearly kids getting their sea legs trying to figure this shit out like the first Harry Potter is fine but it's a promise of like hey there's like much better shit to come but you kind of have to get through this first movie where some of the acting's a little rough from there it's pretty much great but that first one and eh. here we get walker uh scoble who plays young adam and he's every 12 year old in the sense that he's just a little shit can't keep his mouth shut has a school bully because of course he does um he even <laughs> he even tells the boy like yeah can we just not do this today like he, he's a he's a snarky little shit and i weirdly appreciate that that while this kid getting beat up, no excuse for it at all. And Jennifer Gardner's Ellie, his mom, going into the school uh, school principal's office and freaking out like any parent would about how these kids are fucking bullying her son. I really appreciate that because I feel like we never see the parent actually go to the school except to pick up the kid and not actually fight for their for their. A son or daughter so i really appreciate the fact that's actually a thing in here but adam just can't keep his mouth shut he lost his dad um in an accident a year prior and so he's going through it just like ellie is going through it and one of the more profound points that the film makes and i'm not gonna go really too heavy into spoilers because i do want people to discover this for themselves but one of the things i do appreciate is that there is a conversation that uh ryan reynolds you know, older Adam has with Ellie at a bar about dealing with grief. And I'm, and I'll just leave it there. But it's one of those speeches that I went, you know, I really wish this was a thing in more films in general, because we do like, especially when we talk about just mental health in general, it would really be nice to hear more that it's okay to not be okay. And the fact that this film, that's kind of one of the biggest uh, takeaways that I had from the film. It does talk about mental health and, you know, generational uh, trauma, which is something that we're seeing, you know, more of explored in film, which is a great thing. But 
just in the way that we hold grudges, the way that we go ahead and move past things. It's really fascinating, the dynamic and how young Adam is able to see the older version of himself, but see how, you know, how bitter he's become, how angry he's become at the world, how angry he's become at certain people for the uh, for the parts that they play overall in his life. And it's one of those things where sitting back and watching with my partner, I just went, damn, this is this is actually pretty fucking heavy uh, in a way that I wasn't expecting. But that's that's actually a good thing. Um, going talking about the action real quick. That was a very pleasant surprise. I don't know what the budget was on this. Uh, I probably guess considering you have Ryan Reynolds um, and Ruffalo. Uh, I'd probably say maybe maybe 150 ish uh, if I'm if I'm guessing, but uh, I really appreciate the fact that the action actually is pretty varied. There's a couple of really cool uh, like ship. Uh, uh, chase scenes that I thought were really well done. There is some great hand-to-hand stuff here where uh, where Adam has a, well, essentially a lightsaber. I don't think they even actually like call it something specific, but it, it's a lightsaber. And But the way those scenes are done, especially with the hand-to-hand, I mean, Reynolds is, what, almost 50, I want to say? But Reynolds is, like, Reynolds has kept himself in amazing shape. One of the things I love in this movie is that young Adam at a point kind of looks at him because Reynolds is kind of messing with his uh, shirt because he gets shot early in the film and young Adam kind of looks at him like like oh wow I get hot and and, and Reynolds kind of looks at him like kid get away from me I I love the dynamic between young Adam and uh, older Adam in this movie because you really do have to be a talented actor or actress to be able to keep up with someone who's as off the cuff as Ryan Reynolds is. And this kid, their dialogue, their back and forth, it's just, it's incredibly charming. It's very, it's very in the vein of how you would react if you met the younger version of yourself where you're like, oh God, I used to have these quirks or, oh God, I was just knowing, oh fuck. And it's, it's, it's a very endearing, but completely believable dynamic that I really actually appreciated. Uh, Zoe Saldana is also in this movie uh, as as Laura, and I won't explain kind of what her her arc is, but her introduction is fucking awesome. That was something I was uh, I was very happy to see that she was uh, she got a little bit of time to show out here. I feel like we talk about this guy a lot, but I, I, I need to bring him up. I fucking love Mark Ruffalo. I, I'm just such a fan of this dude. Whenever I hear he's in something, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Uh, whether it's Spotlight, whether it's Foxcatcher, whether it's Dark Waters, which how that just went under the radar at the Academy uh, for Oscar season, I don't understand. Uh, being again, uh, Shutter Island, I could go on and on where the wild things are. Ruffalo's one of the best actors that we have, period. And when he's introduced and how his character of uh, Lewis comes into play, that's where a lot of emotion of the film really does come in. And when I, I'm sitting here thinking about it, I don't think Ruffalo, I think Ruffalo and Reynolds have worked together maybe once or twice in, in films, but like, you know, like not constantly crossing paths and the way that they get to interact with each other is something I just went, yeah, I want more of this. I'd love to see these guys in a, you know, in a true drama together. And Ruffalo's, Ruffalo's just a fucking pro. Like Ruffalo just knows what strings to pull, you know, how to engage the audience and the way that he gets to interact with the characters in this world that are established. 
I really enjoyed. And it led to some very emotional moments as the film goes on that I went, yeah, I was not expecting any of this. And this is making me uh, incredibly happy. Um, Catherine Kenner, um, she's kind of the villain in the film. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, she has a younger version of herself that's introduced that I think for the most part looks really great, actually. But there are a couple parts where the CG just has that kind of uh, uh, that Zemeckis kind of Christmas Carol look to it, where they kind of look like really weird animatronics. It's like okay, it's like there's just a few moments, not not enough to really take me out of the film. But those shots are definitely in there, and they are they are a bit distracting. But the fact that oh, pardon me, but the fact that uh, that Kinner has to play the you know, present day version of herself, as well as the very naive version of herself from, uh, you know, from a different timeline in the way that they, that those two characters kind of at odds uh, with each other. That was something I thought that was really well handled. And I really liked seeing that dynamic as the film reaches conclusion. Uh, the other thing I will throw out outside of uh, Kinner's villain, there's really not another villain in this movie. Like the whole concept of time travel is probably the biggest villain. So, it, it, you know, if, if you want to nitpick, that is something I think you could say that there's not a true um, you know, like you're, you're not getting an all-time villain performance in this. Uh, the villains really are here to kind of serve the story more than be, you know, super menacing and everything. But for what these characters are and what they ended up doing and where they needed to go, I really dug it, actually. It was one of those things I went, okay, this is, this is cool. And when the film decides to pull, uh, pull out the heartstrings, and the film definitely does, I found myself going, okay, I am, I'm really, I'm really just feeling the emotion here. And some parts I really did get choked up and definitely cried, uh, <laughs> cried with my partner. We were both kind of surprised at how well handled the drama is handled when it needs to be. This, and I mean this as a compliment, this is very much one of those films, like, it, it's kind of in the vein of something like E.T., The Iron Giant, uh, Super 8, you know, those sorts of, those sort of uh, Stranger Things. It's very much in that vein of, you know, kids, kids, a kids sci-fi adventure flick, but it's elevated by a much better script than you probably, than you usually get from those, and some actors and actresses who really went, okay, let's, you know, let's go on this. I, uh, Oh, pardon me. Damn you, Daylight Savings Time. I uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed this as I get to my final thoughts. Um, really no big complaints that made me, that took me out of the movie or that irritated me or anything like that. Um, I, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I really appreciate, again, how this film talks about grief and how there's a point where um, Big Adam and Young Adam are having this conversation about how Young Adam treats his mom. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the kid's just a sarcastic little shit. He always has a zing already. And at the same time, it's one of those things where I went, you know, this kid being this snarky, he's getting his ass kicked at school. He lost his dad. His mom springs this date on him like, hey, I'm going to go out with this guy like 20 minutes before it happens. And so that's another thing for 
Adam to be upset about. It's one of those things that I really went, wow, this is actually addressing a couple things that I really am surprised that they're actually taking in here. Uh, it, it is a film that I think overall, uh, they say shit a couple times, but really, this is something you could watch with your 12, 13-year-old, and I think you'd be fine watching this with them. Uh, this is w- uh, one of those really cool uh just sci-fi film for you know to watch with the family it's something that i really enjoyed uh this is (laughs) this unfortunately probably came out the wrong week because turning red came out this weekend if you have to watch one of them watch turning red first but this is a this is a heck of a movie i I was pleasantly surprised by this this is a uh, i'm gonna give this a solid a I, I really enjoyed this. I thought there was a lot of really funny moments. There's some really great sad moments, too. It, it, the movie has a really good balance, and there's no reason to do a sequel for this. I could easily see them going like, ah, we need to do a sequel. But there's no reason to do a sequel. But I just, I had so much fun with this movie, and uh, pardon me. It'll definitely be something I, I, I rewatch again. Uh, at some point but yeah had a lot of had a lot of fun with this solid a but uh the adam project everyone what'd you think of it let us know in the comments you can go ahead and like both our pages on facebook at the real pineapple that's r-e-e-l pineapple and at real pineapple games you can go ahead and follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunter real pineapple you can find me on letterbox at black shazam and you can find me on tiktok at Black Shazam 775. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us most places you listen to podcasts uh, SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, to name a few at The Real Pineapple. And you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, the show will be on hiatus here for the next couple weeks, but I've got some stuff pre recorded that will be uh, dropping. Uh, during our hiatus, including uh, reviews for all the Best Picture nominees, as well as my worst of for 2021 that is finally going to be live here this week, uh, as well as a review for a Medea uh, Medea Homecoming, which I've got a lot to say about that movie. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Take care of each other. Tell someone you love them today. We all we all need to hear that more. But again, thank you so much for the support, y'all, and we will talk to you soon.